Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. I am so pleased to be with you today. In today's session, are you hitting a lot of setbacks right now in your life? Is it getting you down? Today, we're going to talk about three things we can do immediately to become more resilient. Three strategies that can help you stay in the game, even when you feel like you might be losing hope. Walking, feeling our feet on the ground, standing tall, feeling so grateful to move as we are able. If you are new to the last 8% morning, over the course of 15, sometimes 20 minutes, we integrate movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. We do that by following a BIG structure make our bed, then be mindful of belly and body. Those are the Bs. Then we either choose an idea of the day, which is what we're going to do today, talking about resilience, or we'll do uh, work on strengthening our identity. And then we'll choose one of the two Gs, goals or gratitude. So that's our structure. Why do we do this? Why are we walking right now, feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall? Because we are here to transform ourselves, to build the skills necessary to be our best in our most difficult moments, what we call our last 8% moments. And the skills we're developing are skills of managing our emotions, the things that get in our way. So right now, just feeling our body from head to toe, bringing mindfulness to the sensations that we experience from head to toe as we're walking. And we use two barometers when we do this. One is the barometer of pleasant to neutral to unpleasant. So just go through your body right now, head to toe, What do you notice? Any sensations that are unpleasant or neutral or pleasant? How about our second barometer, which is calm, not calm, and neutral in between? So just again, just scan your whole body as you're walking. I feel between my shoulder blades a bit of unpleasant, not so much not calm now that I really tune in. And that's what we're trying to do. Just be curious. Not trying to change anything. Just bring some 
wise attention. I hope that because you have been with me so many mornings, you are more in your body, more feeling the wisdom that resides in our bodies. So now just feel your belly rise and fall. Saying hello to that breath that is with us all of the time. Feeling our hands now and our wrists. Feeling our knees. Again, we can just kind of play with it a little bit. We're just trying to pay attention on purpose without judgment. And in some ways, that's actually what we're trying to do as a general mindset. Can we bring attention on purpose without judgment to all of our experiences? Which doesn't mean we become passive. What it means is that we fight the fights that we can actually control and potentially win and let go of those things that we can't. And so we don't waste resources. We're in wiser relationship to the events that we face. So just walking, standing tall, feeling grateful to be alive, And now, bringing mindfulness to listening and to our idea of the day. You and I, we all face setbacks and they come in many different shapes and sizes. Some are big, like losing a loved one or getting divorced or enduring a major family illness. Some are less big, but still very significant to us, like having a relationship end or having a meeting with a client or partner that doesn't go well, or maybe getting our heart broken. I certainly had my share of challenges, relationship challenges, challenges with loved ones who are facing suffering that I'm not able to take away. And as a parent, that's hard. Or as somebody who you care about where you can't control it for them, that's hard. As an entrepreneur in our business, wow, early on there were months when we were worried about making payroll or how an event like 9-11 or the global financial crisis was going to affect our business. It wasn't easy. And resilience, which is what we're really going to talk about today, is the ability to adapt well to the adversity we face. Let me say that again. Resilience is the ability to adapt well to the adversity we face. It is a measure of how quickly we can bounce back from our challenging experiences. Winston Churchill famously said, success consists of going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. 
And to be clear, being resilient doesn't mean we will not experience difficulty or distress or enthusiasm. We will. It's part of the territory. But what's interesting is that the difficulty and distress is actually a way, it's part of what we need to build resilience. That's why, again, last 8% situations we should welcome because it helps us transform. It helps us become more resilient. It's an opportunity to practice. And like I talked about in the last podcast session when we talked about using identity to build resilience, it's about having a mentality of begin again, begin again, begin again. And so today I want to talk about three ways that we can increase resilience. Number one, expect pain. Really, uh, you might think I'm a glutton for punishment, but it's just true. If we expect it, we will not personalize it. We will not think there's something wrong with us. If we expect it, we will not be surprised when it shows up. And our challenge is that because most of us are cut off from the experience of others, we don't realize we are not alone. And let me tell you, we are not alone. But because we don't know that, we personalize events and have a much harder time of letting go. We think it is only us who are experiencing the pain, the suffering, the challenge. It is not. There's one thing I've learned working with individuals in organizations around the world, in our training business, or delivering keynotes, or coaching. It's that everyone is suffering. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a who was killed by the Nazis for conscientiously objecting at the time has a great quote that just stays with me today. Um, We meet as saints, not as sinners. But sinners is what we are. Because we meet as saints, not as sinners, we are alone with our sin. And he who is alone with his sin is utterly alone. Now, to be clear, I think of not sin in the way he uses the word, but more as suffering. And we are utterly alone when we are experiencing this. And as soon as we realize this, that we're not alone, we feel less broken. We feel less flawed. We feel less unlovable. We realize this is just part of the human experience, not my experience. And you might recognize this language from episode 23 where we talk about how we need to move from my to the. That is, if we reframe our experiences, whether it be the physical sensations we experience or the emotions or the pain and suffering, as not mine or my, but the, it's part of the everyday human experience. It helps us get less caught by then, by them. When we can do that, we are more able to let go. And this is what expect pain as a strategy is all about. We are not as put off by setbacks because we expect it. And when it happens, we're not surprised and we don't personalize. And then we are more resilient. So number one, expect pain. Now as you're walking, feel your body. 
How does your body feel after listening to an idea? Are you infected by my emotions? Because I do get pretty passionate. Just tune in. This is all part of mindfulness. So number one, expect pain. Number two, don't hide your pain. Share your pain. So not with everyone, but with your trusted friends, with those people who will not judge you. My daughter Bridget once told me that if you swallow your pain, it becomes a tornado inside. Oh my gosh, she was and she is and was absolutely right on. When we keep our suffering to ourselves, it eats us up. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, you know you have Bridget to thank. She's the producer on this podcast, the social media manager, and without her, none of this would happen. I am eternally grateful for all of the hard work to get this project off the ground. But coming back, part of why we need to share our suffering is not only to realize we're not alone, but because it allows others to serve us, to help us through our challenge. And that's a great thing for them. When they can serve us, that makes them feel a lot of great emotion. And why would we kind of not allow them to do that? It also lets them in to see that it is perfectly natural to experience pain and suffering. So they feel less alone. And in a sense, by sharing, we give them permission to share their suffering with whoever, maybe us. And they become more resilient. So number one, we need to expect pain. Number two, we need to share pain. And number three, we need to ask ourselves. and actually just before number three, again, feel your body. Be in your body for a moment. Feel your belly rise and fall. Feel grateful to be alive. Stand tall. Number three, ask yourself, is what I am thinking or doing right now helping me? Let me say that again. So as a third strategy, when we hit a setback and we're kind of responding to it, is what I am thinking or doing helping me right now? You know this. When we hit a setback, it is so very easy to get caught up in thinking that doesn't serve us or actions that don't serve us. But it's that thinking part that we have to be really careful about. The Buddha said, there is no more self-contradictory concept than that of idle thoughts. What gives rise to the perception of a whole world can hardly be called idle. Every thought we have either contributes to truth or to illusion. We will put that quote in the show notes. It's such a great quote. But this is why we practice mindfulness in the last 8% morning. It's a tool, a lens that can help us discern if our thinking is true or not. If our thinking is serving us or not. Are we wallowing in victimhood? That's what mindfulness can kind of pick up on. Are we beating ourselves up far too much? Are we caught up in being overly worried about what other people are thinking about us? Is this serving us? Is this helping us? That's what mindfulness can help 
do. And this is why, you know, we want to ask that question. Aristotle said, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Right? That's mindfulness. Can we have these thoughts come and go? Right? They're not my thoughts. They're the thoughts. Do we have to believe everything we think? We don't. Again, the more we practice, the, the wiser we get about not letting our mind trick us. So we will hit setbacks when we face last 8% moments. It's just inevitable. And it will stir up strong emotions, which is why we need to manage our emotions, the strong emotions that you know occur. And it kind of brings us to this point of, can we be more tender towards ourselves? Like when we think of an action or thinking that helps us or doesn't help us, can we be more tender towards ourselves? And go back to episode 24 to give you a lot more in-depth information about this. But when we make a mistake, we can be so hard on ourselves. And it's funny because we sometimes think we need to be hard on ourselves to bounce back sooner, thinking it will help us be stronger. But just know the research says just the opposite. We are more resilient when we bring tenderness towards ourselves, when we have a softness and a compassion towards ourselves, as opposed to allowing our critic in that voice in our head to run wild. So when we hit a setback, ask ourselves, is what I'm thinking or doing serving me right now? Is it helping me get closer to my goals? So those are the three strategies. Expect pain. Share pain. And then ask yourself, is what I'm doing or thinking right now helping me? So feel your body, belly rise and fall. And moving to gratitude. In this moment, think of five things that you can feel grateful for. It can be anything. It can be the fact that you have lungs that breathe or a mind that thinks, even though sometimes it can throw us off, but we have a mind and a brain. How fortunate are we? Think of five things that you can feel grateful for right now. And as we finish today, let's bring this energy into the day. If you're getting a lot out of this podcast, please, we're trying to grow. We want more people to experience this practice of mindfulness and movement and mental training exercises. So please share, subscribe, rate and review. Join our Facebook group, The Last 8% Project. There's a whole bunch of... resources there that uh, are there to help. We all we want to be here as a place of support and transformation for you as we face the challenging last 8% moments that we all experience. So feeling our belly rise and fall, 
in bringing this being tall, being strong and powerful into the day. Have a great day.